1: University of Utah Health. Caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care
2: to be great. Uh. It's time to get the inside scoop on the Utah Jazz. From the play-by-play voice of the Jazz, David Locke. Sweet! Revenge! Presented by Murdoch Auto Group. Ow. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Show.
3: David Locke joins us right now. Hi David, how hey, David. are you? Hello, guys. How are you? Man, where does, where does Dallas rank on your cities
2: to go to? Strong. 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 I love Dallas. I love D- I love that place. Good weather, good city, good activity, good vibe, good energy, as a personality, strong. How about the arena? And and last year, and this year, we came from Oklahoma to Dallas, and that is really strong. That's like moving from, you know, like having your point guard go from being, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say oh. Trey Burke to Derek Lynch. Hey, like, yeah. all
3: right. Oh, there it is. Um, all right. So we, we do need to talk a little bit, though, first. Uh, and Hans and I have not talked about this. I don't know if Hans saw the tweets. Um, the display of food that you tweeted from a restaurant in Oklahoma City. Um,
2: About as unhands as there is. Yeah, there?
3: no, I'm unhands and Scotty as you can be, because we're a good meat and potatoes, chicken fried steak, 28-ounce ribeye. That that did not look um, overly appealing, but you sold it. You said it was great.
2: It was great. Um, here's what I would be interested. Would you be more disappointed in me for my little fruit-tasting fruit menu? Or for the fact that I went to a steakhouse two nights earlier, but only had an eight-ounce filet. Oh, jeez. Eight-ounce? So which which is more disappointing to you yes.
1: of those two choices? I'm not even kidding you. I've picked three ounces of filet out of my teeth after eating a 12-ounce filet. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you basically ate enough to just stick <laughs> in your teeth
2: the porterhouse the porterhouse for three is your perfect meal right
1: yes was that on, by the way did you send that on twitter yeah i'm looking i don't see the or
3: was of,
2: it on the old gram it, it was on the gram oh, oh okay
1: oh
3: because I, I i meant to show this to to uh, hands and i forgot to
1: yeah it was just it was terrific i was just trying to pull up the pictures Man, David, I, I'm just looking at this Dallas Mavericks team over these last couple of games, and it does feel like there's a level of dysfunction. I'm sure they're feeling the pressure, they're feeling the heat, or at least they they've got to be. They're two and six in the last eight. Give me your thoughts on this game tonight. What 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 does it mean for Dallas, and what does it mean for the Utah Jazz?
2: Well, I think um, from Dallas, they've got a and I'm stealing this from On Mavericks today, This is a really good point. Like, they're sitting at seventh, tied virtual, you know, half game behind Minnesota, right with the Warriors. For the eight-game stretch here, where they should really, if they're good, they should do damage. So they play us, they play New Orleans tomorrow night, who's a mess. They go to Memphis, who's a mess. They play Memphis again, then they play the Spurs, then they get the Lakers out the broad, then they got Memphis again. We'll see by then. There they have the Warriors. So that's like the eight interest. Mm-hmm. They're a the bad side of that. They got Charlotte twice in Indiana. Like, they should go start tonight and go bananas. That's a good point. Like, between now and when we, you know, talk about the Nets maybe going to Philadelphia on March 29th, like, so at the end of, they, they should probably go 10 and 2 in their next 12 games or whatever that, I don't know if that's exactly how many games I'm, I'm kind of eyeing it. Um, it's 11. So they should go 9 and 2. And I don't know what the two are. Like I think they should go about ten and one here. They should take off right now. This is, you know, they lost to Indiana and LA, which they shouldn't have done. Um, they had a terrible offensive game against LA on that Sunday afternoon that might have had something to do with Saturday night in LA. Um, who knows? Uh, but seems to be a common thread that teams don't play well in Sunday afternoon games in LA. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I think. But their off their offensive numbers are just stupid. Like I don't know if you've seen the tweets I just sent out. Like it, like. I'm going to ask Will Hardy. I don't know how he can answer it, but I'm like, what's the decision-making tree? Right? Like, okay, Luca has the ball. If we don't double him, he averages like 1.24 points per possession. If we do double him, we're giving up a wide-open three to a guy who probably shoots 40% from three. Like, this is bad, no matter what you choose as a, as a team. I'm
1: just looking at the numbers you tweeted out here, David. If you don't double him, he's going to score at a rate at 1.2 points per possession. If you do double them, you're like, get
2: the here, board. yeah, that means we're gonna bore your audience to death, okay? If you're driving, please hold on to the wheel. Do not, like, you know, don't like fall asleep here. Well, okay?
3: we've already prepped them for an hour 20's worth of boredom, so it's not gonna, <laughs> okay. they're already in the right mindset.
1: We've prepped them for eight years for this.
2: I, Luca gets isolated at the top, okay? Everyone in the world knows he wants to go right, he still goes right two times more than he goes left. If he goes right, he averages 1.3 points per possession. Okay, league average in the half court is like one point of possession. No offense in the history of the game has ever been 1.3 points per possession. He plays ISO from the top 51% of the time. If he's not ISO from the top, he's ISO from the left wing. Again, from the left wing, he's 1.24 points per possession. If he goes right, he has it on the left wing, and he goes right. So he's going to the middle. Okay? He averages 1.27 points per possession. Ready for this? He takes his little step back, three little step back, 1.35 points per possession. Jeez. Like, good night now. On his three step back? It's 1.35 points per possession if he takes an early jumper isolated on the left side. That's his like shot. Isolated left side. He wants that three. So, and the, so you jump up on his left side to take away the three. He goes right. He averages 1.27 points per possession. You don't jump up on his right side. He gets a step back. He averages 1.35. <sighs> if you got him isolated at the top, same thing. He wants to take that step back left. He's not as good as it from the top as he is from the wing, but he goes, right. He's one point three points per possession. Like it's over. These are stupid numbers. Like, I don't even know. I don't know if I've done a good job. Let me say it again. In the half court. Offense is exploding. this year. It's never been better. It's 0. 0.98 points per possession. The best offensive team in the league in the half court is 1.1 1. 1 points. It's Dallas. This dude's like 1.3 and 1.35 and almost 1.4 on anything he wants to do. So what do you do? Well, the easy answer is you go double him, right? Oh, you got double him, get the ball out of the loop. So then what are you doing? Giving up a wide open, excuse the phrase, but I kind of love it, butt naked three to a 40% three-point shooter. Huh. David, have you done like, some- That's what you're getting do- like the minute you decide you're double-teaming someone in the NBA, at 35 feet, you have openly conceded that you're giving up a butt-naked three.
1: <laughs> Good, it's really. It's a great
0: yeah. phrase.
2: It's a great. It's a great phrase.
1: Have you done some defensive numbers on Luca? On just on the flip side of this?
2: Uh, well Last year he was the worst single yeah. isolation defender in the NBA.
1: So that's what you do.
2: I mean, you got to make him play on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Just got to attack him that way. I... Yeah, you have to you have to involve them. I mean, that's why we that's why we didn't beat them last year in the playoffs. Honestly, yeah, is because when Luka didn't play, their defense was really good in those games. Like, yeah. I know that sounds crazy, but like their defense was real. And, and this is and they probably can't do that anymore without Finney Smith, without Dinwiddie. They're 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 watching them. They're super small. Like against the Clippers. And Reggie Bullock's trying to guard um, in the Clipper game. I watched Reggie Bullock was trying to guard, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George against Philadelphia. Like they're trying to, like, like they're trying to guard with guys that, like, I can't do it. Right? Like it just doesn't work. Um, but they might just be good enough offensively to be able to handle any of this. I mean, some of the, like, so you, here's the numbers, right? Wide open three for Reggie Bullock's thirty eight percent. So that actually like that's a little bit better than Luca. But it's still thirty eight percent or three. So you're like conceding that that's your answer. It's one point one four points per possession. Again, the best in the league's one point one in the half court and the league average is one. Mm-hmm. Hardaway's forty one percent, Christian Woods forty one percent, Maxi Cleavers forty percent, Kyrie's forty one percent, Josh Green, wide open 46 like, percent. What do you do like good luck?
3: David Logg joining us right here on 975, the KSL Sports Zone. What are your early impressions of a Kevin Durant led Phoenix Suns team?
2: Well, that did you watch that Dallas Phoenix game?
3: Yes, I did.
2: Yeah. This league is so great right now. It's crazy. Um uh, my early impression is that actually I thought they were running a lot of really good stuff. That I was super excited if I was Dallas every time Chris Paul shot and he made a lot of them. Um they're going to be equally as hard to stop. I mean, Durant probably. I, could, I haven't done Durant, right? We haven't played Phoenix. I bet you if I pulled Durant really quickly right now. Well, okay, here's your answer. Dro- and Durant hasn't, doesn't drive as much as uh, Luca and Kyrie do. But so drives per game is not a comparable number, but drives per game, Luca's at 21, Kyrie's at 12, and Durant's at 10. Those are the three best drive guys in the league. They drive to the basket. They're 1.2 points per possession. Those are the three best. Durant's 1.22. Luca's 1.22. Kyrie's 1.20. Colin Sexton's seventh, by the way. There you go.
3: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm just looking at uh, some of the box score from that Phoenix-Dallas game. 73 points between the two of them, Booker and Kevin Durant. And if... My, so, Dave, I've already bought into Phoenix, and I think they're coming out of the West, and I think there's a good chance they go get the championship if Kevin Durant stays healthy. But it comes down to what really boils down to, 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 for me, is is DeAndre Ayton on board with pulling boards and doing the, the dirty defensive things that he's going to have to do, you know, the the things that others are so – adept at doing and and maybe he doesn't want to do if he buys in you know what Chris Paul is going to do you know what Kevin Grant and Devin Booker are going to do I I don't know if Craig and others off the bench are are the answer but it just feels like this team is set and ready to make a pretty brutal run right now
2: why are we so dismissive of Denver you know it's a
3: good question well because I'm as guilty of it as anybody Um, I just look
2: at uh, Jokic is Jokic is as unguardable as the guy like there's like three or four unguardable guys in the league Durant, Jokic and Luka like they're unguardable like like okay
3: but here's the thing and and again this is a very unscientific very unnumeric way of looking at things but I go and I say hey I will take Denver versus Dallas in a seven-game series, and I will take Dallas. I will take Denver and Phoenix in a seven-game series, really? and I will take, take
2: Dallas to beat Denver. You would take Dallas to beat Denver in a seven-game series, right now? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it's essentially, it'd be arena football in basketball, but uh, yeah. Well, that's so interesting.
2: So, like, one thing. Uh, by is the way,
3: by the way, I like when David says he disagrees with you, he's like, "That's really interesting." It's a kind way of saying well, because,
2: <laughs> I don't agree. Well, because, like, for example. Like, if you just put Luke on the or you put Nicole on the floor, they're, like, far and away the best team in the league, right? I mean, they're 20 points better per 100 possessions when he's on the floor offensively, right. and I think they're 12 percentage points better when he's on the floor defensively. Well, he's going to play more in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, they're only going to have eight minutes a night when he's not on the floor. They're completely unstoppable when he's on the floor. Hmm. Their offensive rating when he's on the floor is a 120. I think. Oh no, I'm wrong. Their offensive rating when Nikola Jokic is on the floor is a 126.
3: I'll see. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's pretty good. This is this is the story of the. Like, I'm trying to figure out a little bit big picture for like as a jazz fan, but also just as a junkie of the league. Like, what are we? Like, what's the answer here? Like, what do you do? These guys have become so skilled and so incredible offensively that I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, I watched that Milwaukee-Philadelphia game and that Phoenix-Denver-Dallas game, and the shot-making was so astronomical in both of those games. that I was just like, I don't know what you do. Like, and, you know, I guess Dallas did everything right, and Wainwright beat them, right? Wainwright beat them. But I don't know I don't know what you do. Like Jokic, there's no way to defend him. He's just conducting. And frankly, I don't think there's any way to defend like Luca either. And yep. I'm not sure there's any way to defend Durant. Yeah. All right, so um
3: so I guess the question here is is uh is I mean obviously it's entertaining as hell, um and it's really fun to watch. Is it something that uh, I don't know? I don't want to say is concerning, but there's like nothing wrong
2: with it. I, mean,
3: I don't think there's. A, I mean, I
2: mean, I guess I don't it, think you can let like you don't want to legislate it out. Of, you don't want to legislate greatness no, out of the game, right?
3: No, you don't want to bring back hand checking. You know, it's like yeah. I mean, what well, I guess there's nothing wrong with a bunch of 140, 135 games. I
2: mean, something like what well, Indiana game last night? A little ridiculous, it seems, but. I mean um, I mean somebody somebody's gonna score eighty points
3: here in the next year and a half. Like somebody's gonna yeah. Well some, I mean Dane could do it before the year's over. I mean he did say the other day it'll either be me or Steph, but we could we could get to a hundred.
2: So here's what people aren't getting that's happened here. Well, the analytic age or whatever you want to call it of three point shooting has happened. And now the three-point shooting is so good, right? So what happened in Philadelphia, Indiana last night is the two teams combined to shoot 45% from a three. Hmm. Well, once you're shooting 40, the guys are all shooting threes. And the other thing that happened last night, is I think I was looking at that game. I think if I'm correct, like I think uh, Philadelphia had eight guys who made a three or seven or eight guys who made a three and Indiana had like five or six. Like So not only is it that... Like, every everyone's making a free. Everyone's taking him, everyone's making him. So now you've got to close out. You've got to get out to 25 feet and get on these guys. Well, it just makes the floor so open and so available for either the mid-range game if you want to play it, which still is the least efficient shot in the game. I think that's actually the misnomer that's going on right now. And two, to get to the rim. Like, there are, I think, three percentage more rim shots or two percentage more rim shots going on this year than there were a year ago. And they're shooting at three percentage points better than they were a year ago. Sounds small, but like, I think we've gone from 63 to 66% shooting on rim shots. Well, that's actually like that matters. Like that's how you, you know, you do that like a few times a game. That's another three or four points, right? And the three, three point shots. Here's what's super interesting. Like I've heard a bunch of people say, Oh, the scoring's out of control. The three point shot is crazy. Three point shots are down. Teams are taking the league average right now is 35% of all shots are being taken as threes right now in the league. Last year that number was 36. Mm. So there's a less well actually last year's number was 36.8, so 37. But there so last year 32% of shots were taken at the rim. I think this year's 33 or 34. So there's two more percentage points of shots at the rim, and there's more shots that are and they're and they're going in at a higher rate. So What's happened is that everyone can shoot. Everyone's guarding the three because of the fact that the three is is potent and it's opening up the game for these driving lanes and moves and one-on-one, and then, frankly, when you double Luca, when you double Cola, when you double Durant, you when you have double Giannis, you're giving up a wide-open three to someone. Hmm. I, I actually – you want to know my answer on this? I actually think the answer is you've got to give up – like, this is so crazy – I actually think we've gone somewhere where you actually have to start giving up threes.
1: <laughs> not jumping out?
2: Not closing? Is that what you're talking about? Well, like the, like, the best offensive team, like, I think you just have to deny the rim at all costs.
3: So there's still a role for Rudy Gobert in the NBA.
2: Um, yeah, or Walker Kessler. Yeah. yeah. No, I... More importantly... Hey, um I I think I don't know. I'm honestly you guys, like I'm kind of fiddling with this on a nightly basis trying to figure out like so like I'll tell you this, you can't give up defensive rebounds anymore. Like you give up an extra possession, they're just too it's too much of a pain, right? Like turnovers have become a little bit more important than they've ever been before. But so Milwaukee's the number one defense in the league, they're the fourth best team at denying shots at the rim. Um Boston's the fourth-best defense of the second-best team in the league denying shots to the rim. Golden State's the 10th-best defense of the number-one team denying shots to the rim. Miami's the fifth-best defense of the third-best team denying shots to the rim. Now, Houston's not allowing shots to the rim, and they're still horrendous, so who knows? I mean, it's not the the elixir to all problems, but it does seem like... Now, Houston is denying the rim and then allowing 41% of their opponent's shots to be threes, And Miami's allowing 40% of their opponent's shots to be threes. Okay, let's have some level of balance here. That seems to be a bit much, but frankly, Miami's the fifth-best defense in the NBA, so maybe it's working.
3: Well, David, we've kept you way too long. Thanks, David. Always good catching up. Or
2: Or I just never shut up. Is that really what you're trying to say?
3: It's kind of like when you're like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, it's just... Good
1: way of saying this. I've been, I've been hanging on this question ever since you and Scotty were going back and forth about the West and why we're discounting Denver, but I want to throw it. Just we'll, we'll hit this next time. Draymond Green, Kevon Looney, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they're all back. They're all doing their thing. They went on a five-game win streak. I think they had lost the other night, though. Um, You've you still got Jordan Poole coming off the bench. That Golden State team fully healthy against this Denver Nuggets team. I still take Golden State to come out of that series.
2: Two you quick keep, answers. I know we don't have time.
1: You just mentioned that they're 10th best at stopping at the rim.
2: Golden State for a quarter of basketball looks better than any team I've seen all year. I always think that actually matters. Like who actually looked the best but it was only for a quarter. Watching Golden State late in games this year has been bothersome to me. They have not been able to get actions off their usual stuff, and they fall into a bunch of isolation for Steph and Clay, and that's bad. Hmm.
1: That makes sense. Thank you, David.
2: Thanks, David. I'll be quiet now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, brother. That's David Locke right here
3: on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
2: A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought...